Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. As you're coming down, all your flesh has come over to one side and you're like, gravity. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. There was this one photo of us at a gig with the cupcakes. Remember that big rubber head from Art Attack? Oh, yes. Remember, it used to like mobile about that Emma was literally like, you are that rubber head from Art Attack. Because I had put my head to the side and I have quite a lot of extra skin on my face. And it was like, literally, it was ugly. And the guy had sent us the picture. And I'm like, why'd you send us that? Like, as if I was going to use it. And they, all the cupcakes were like howling. And I was like, stop laughing at me. It was horrendous. It was like one of these Sharpie dogs. <laughs> Right, and I was like, why did you think there's a shot she would want? But oh, it was like, that was one of the pictures I was like, mate, you could have just not sent that one. But no. thanks. I've had a few. It's just like, because obviously a lot of what you're doing is mid-movement, so you'll, it's just mm-hmm. that couple of seconds of your, and you're like, yeah. my gosh, look at all that flesh <laughs> having its party under my arm. It's terrible. <laughs> then you have to go, nope. Because what you like preach... If it wasn't there, I wouldn't mean, be moving about <laughs> Exactly. I need the flesh. And also you have to let people see it doesn't matter your size, your shape, you have to own what you have. And I think when that's your mission and that's the thing you want to yes. give people... You have to live it. It's like you have... Yeah, you have to take one for the team. <laughs> and allow your... Allow your... Can I be editing too much? I'm like, no, I just... I don't want to... Because then people meet you in person, they're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um. See, if it's like makeup, I'm t- I can't... The idea of having stuff on my face. So you don't have any makeup? The most I do is under eye mascara. <gasps> that's it. I can't stand you anything on my face. fabulous. Though. But you know what? It's, I'm, my, my features are too pronounced, I think, because I've got forehead, nose, cheek. I think, I just, I just feel like a drag queen. St- which is fine if you're a drag queen. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want, but as a woman, to look... brilliant. Mm, it is, though. You get, like, a very even complexion. That's... Do you think so? Uh-huh. That's why I wear makeup. Because I don't have an even complexion, right. and, I, and I, I think I'm a wee bit better at it now. Like I'll, let, I'll wear less makeup for teaching and stuff, but I yeah. still, I still do wear makeup, and I try and occasionally go out without makeup on. But like that is talking about yep. drinking water. It's just breaking the habit. I know. And you know, even my skin has been its absolute best. Uh, it was when I first switched, and it went over to. I was already. I was already vegan. I was a veggie. Forget. But I, I, I went raw. I went raw and live as much as possible. So okay. real, just living foods. Mm-hmm. And I was conscious about my water intake. I was doing water and lemon every single morning, meditation every single morning, no breaks in it. Because I had the, the kind of time to do it. It must have mm-hmm. been a bit of a break, but it was became your daily and your morning ritual. And it was all raw, live food. See my skin? Amazing. I look back at the pictures and you're, just, you're like, you remember that. So why are you now having cooked food when you don't want cooked food? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... You know, you know when you're your best it, self, yeah. and if it's skin or eye, even like your eyes. It's brighter. Yeah. Mm. Definitely way forward. It's just having that discipline just to break mm. the habit. What's it they say? Is it 90 days or something to break a habit? Well, they say initially 28, don't they? Until it right. becomes, uh, wait, until it's the body uh-huh. takes it as a habit. But right. I think psychologically it's longer, isn't it? And then I can, like, with the whole drinking water thing, like, I can do it for a good while, and then, and it seems like this is fine I can do this every day and then just some lap and then I'll not do it for the day and then that's me back to screw one I'm like how is it so easy just to switch back in I, I mean coffee is my only vice but still I'd quite like to drink more water maybe not less coffee yeah. just more water there's um, <laughs> there's a dandelion 
something mm-hmm. that is equivalent to coffee. Oh, right. And it's and they use it for basically reducing coffee. Wow. I'm not a fan of things like it. I don't like fake yeah, yeah versions yeah. of something. Mm-hmm. But it's it's literally the root. It's like dandelion, herbal, something which right. tastes a little bit like coffee. So apparently. how did you? We are actually recording already. Oh, are we? Donna Giffen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just liking this uh, <laughs> cash intro into the. Um, I'm here with Donna Giffen. Hi, international superstar. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, you are. Don't you even? You actually are. No. Like, right, turn it off. <laughs> I'm not talking. <laughs> Have you always been conscious of like your health and what you're putting into your body, or is that something that came through your job and movement and in being creative and having to be physically fit all the time and physically and mentally, I guess, mm-hmm. prepared for? Do you know I was so, so I started as a gymnast when I was we are going back I was yeah. before uh, because <laughs> I used I used to, I was that wild child climbing and jumping off things okay. swinging on curtains and they were like right we need to make, make her safe send her to gymnastics <laughs> and I was I got chucked out of dance and I wasn't like I wasn't I was a wee bit wild for the dance and I always want you know like good toes oh, bad toes good toes I know they ruined the day that they did that <laughs> <laughs> no. so I got, anyway so I got sent to gymnastics but so from a very young age I, I was into sport but mm-hmm. my parents. Parents don't drink, mm-hmm. um, healthy lifestyles. So, and I think when that is something you do, and I remember when it was cool to drink, you know, when you were a certain age, I just didn't want, I just didn't want it in my body. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want, I didn't like the idea of something fake being inside. Yes. And also something, um, I didn't like the idea of stimulant in, mm-hmm. in any way. So mm-hmm. even though, like, I, I didn't have any particular reason for it. I just knew that just I didn't want it in my body. Weird. I just knew. So I never smoked, never drank, didn't really... Uh, indulge in bad foods because we weren't allowed them but you eat, you know, eat obviously like whatever you were given it, it yeah, was yeah, you know that upbringing but really oh, the food side of it I didn't get into until four years ago right okay so I, I always wanted to no I'm not man, if I say I always wanted that's a little bit of a fib if, if, you know you get to a point I'm sure there, there will be a point where I didn't but as mm-hmm. far back as I can remember it was something the idea of not eat, eating meat and doing vegetarian but at the at the time that like it wasn't really a thing it wasn't you didn't have a lot of access to it don't you so you kind no. of base your your ideas or your lifestyle preferences on what you have access to and what you're given so we weren't really uh had i suppose exposed yeah. to a lot of different lifestyles uh, and different options and then i thought no i just i got to the point where i couldn't eat certain things as like i reduced Mm-hmm. I didn't eat a lot of meat anyway okay. but I would reduce what I was doing and then of course like I'd watch certain videos and things come up and it just got to the point the more energy work I did the more yoga the more reiki work um, just different courses I went on people you know you'd reiki your food so you'd cleanse the food and you'd bless it okay. so I looked into different shamanic principles as well where they honour the spirit of the animals like maybe I could do that I was like no I can't I just, it got to the point where I literally couldn't put another wow. another mouth yeah. mouthful, and I was like, yeah. "Okay, I'm done." So it was a natural thing, yeah. yes, because I was also of that group where I thought I needed it for work mm-hmm. because of obviously what we're doing. You know, you see me like yeah. your dance and your fitness, mm-hmm. a, a lot of output. That so much of what you put in the focus was on protein and protein and protein, mm-hmm. protein, and that you need this diet, you need this, and I realised there's actually a lot in plant based diet as well, yeah. which which I wasn't open to because I didn't go looking either no. I think I was just happy on my little place that I was in uh-huh. yeah just yeah. toddling along doing what I was doing so when I really looked into it I was like wait 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 wait, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like okay we're, we're good yeah so I think that takes a lot of discipline though I, I guess it's still quite tough sometimes eating out 
can be variety. Yeah, I think because I am. I was unwell for years and years when I was a teenager uh, and went through lots of different kind of allergy test things Mm -hmm. and to be honest never know quite exactly what it was but I went to remember the Jeanne de Vries clinics so I went I went to them and they were amazing Mm -hmm. I was incredibly ill I was living in LA really bad uh, just digestive problems skin problems constant headaches and migraines Mm -hmm. and because I didn't want any chemicals in my life that I knew for sure I didn't want any chemicals Mm -hmm. nothing nothing fake nothing I thought the the these are physical manifestations of of something else. I truly believed that, but again, it was it was at that time where you didn't have uh, access yeah. necessarily to a holistic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, I'd actually then went to Jean de Vries clinic and did something called a Vega check and discovered that I have not not uh, not an allergy, mm-hmm. but a slight intolerance to wheat. Yeast and refined sugar. Wow. So I didn't I didn't show up in any intolerance tests. Uh-huh. But so you know your body's not necessarily processing them well. Yeah. So I cut out wheat and dairy very early I before I decided to go. Person, yeah, yeah, and that uh, that improved my health drastically. Mm. So I think for me going therefore really going to I suppose what other people would class as an extreme or really fully jumping over the hedge into <laughs> this way now, uh, it wasn't a huge jump. No. I didn't have a lot to remove. Absolutely. Not really because I was already yeah. kind of adjusted. Uh huh. So and it, it was easier. Living in America, did you feel that they were a bit ahead of the curve as opposed to us over here? Do you know, I don't remember because I wasn't mm-hmm. really doing that much at that time. Because yeah. that was... Wait, what am I? 41 and I went there when I was 26. 41. Uh, 41. What? I'll take it. Go on, carry it. Honestly. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, give me all the fruit. <laughs> give it, give it now. <laughs> I'm sitting... Do you know, I mean, Donnie, you're, you weren't even here in my house yet and you were such a good influence because I'm now sitting with a cup of hot water with lemon in it what unheard of I know I, normally, I did have a coffee before you I came know. to be fair but <laughs> I feel fine. you're like you're, you're, you're being a very good influence <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so that was that was like a, that was Jeez. a long time ago but I think because I go back to the states a couple of times a year anyway it uh-huh. is it's an easier way no do you know I think it's about the same because I think it really depends on where you go mm. wherever you go you always have to look for the places because yes. I think for me now what I was saying which I think you, you did catch was the uh, to go as raw and live as, as possible that's the one that um, that seems to fit me my body doesn't want a lot of cooked food so I think you get to the point where you decide to do something or something's maybe a natural transition then it gets to the point where you, you have no choice because your body is saying I'm warning you yeah. uh, hello I'm not well I'm not okay this mm-hmm. doesn't sit right and you have to just you have to tune it's in really, you have to I listen I think that's the discipline as well like listening to your body rather than just go 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 shove 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 whatever's there just yeah. and just make the same foods you know because I'm I'm a kind of creature of habit when it comes to food I love food yeah. I love nice food I don't enjoy cooking it's yeah. just not my bag so I tend to like rotate dinners yes. so I have like things I can make and I just make them you know on rotation and it's just habit again like you're saying but um i think to have that discipline of actually listening to your body but what do i actually want yeah and we're on autopilot a lot and i think Mm. we're doing so many things at once you know that it's it's such a a common phrase of like we're constantly operating like our computer having 15 windows open you know so we're not really necessarily paying attention or tuned into Mm -hmm. one thing we're trying to operate juggling everything Uh that we're doing and i think uh so now it becomes it's it's just your way Mm. So it's not a conscious decision, not a conscious choice. Just, it's, just I need this. Like I said this morning when mm. I came in, I was like, I have to. If I don't have my water and lemon in the morning, I feel like my day hasn't started. Because that's my time before I engage with anybody or anything. It's like just 
five minutes for yourself if that's all you can have and all you have time for just like sit and supping it it's the whole thing of tea being healing isn't it like mm-hmm. tea being a ritual ritual mm-hmm. so for me that's, that's, my that's your lemon and ginger morning. tea in the mornings mm, yeah. yeah your thing that sets you up for the day and everybody has a different version of it don't they wow where are you from originally from falkirk You're well i grew falkirk. up in Bo- i grew up in boness did you yes i grew up in boness but my dad's brightens the real way station in Bonest. Yes. First cupcake photo shoot there. Oh, did you? Yeah. Totally. It's nice. It it's lovely. lovely. But I grew up in Bonest. I was until mm. well, we went to Brighton's, then Bonest, uh-huh. and from there moved back up when I was sixteen. We moved back up to Rumford, and my parents have been in Falkirk area right, ever cool. since. But I left. I left for London when I was. Oh, was, oh I never remember the age. It's seventy eight. I think. I know I was eighteen okay. because I was working at the Lee Park Hotel in Grangemouth as well, bar waitressing yes. to save up. And I was moving to London to go to the London School of Musical Theatre. Right, so that was the yeah. gym then? Yes, it was always... Had you kept the gymnastics going right up to that point? Do you know, I left gymnastics when I was 12. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's that age where your friends are doing different things, you lose a little bit of passion, a little interest. Mm. And also, you have to be of a particular mindset and, and discipline, don't you? Yeah. And we had incredible coaches, but I think I lost a little bit of interest. I loved it, mm. but one thing's... And it's, of course, you complain about it when you're younger, but my dad had said, if you're leaving, you're going into something else. You don't get to do nothing. Which was, at the time, you know? You don't <laughs> like, like it. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, good. when you look back, you're like, absolutely. Yes, that was absolutely. Good well done, Dad. Yeah, it was really good parenting. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so from there, I actually went into athletics. So, you were, oh, I was still yeah. active, but I did kind of circus camps, and so I was always still involved. But I'd given up the gymnastics. Yeah, I think I was 12, or maybe just turned 12. Mm-hmm. But then kept lots of different things going and was starting to do local, uh, you know, like Amdram shows. Yeah. And, yeah, so we're still active. But it's funny, it's like you don't, it's a hard discipline to lose the gymnastics because I still stayed quite strong and flexible because even when I moved to London, it was the time of a lot of the circusy musicals. Okay. It was at that time where physical theatre mm. was a big thing and all those circus musicals were coming round mm-hmm. because I moved down initially to train and did that young thing of a, uh, well, am I going to waste a year, two years in the school when there's all these auditions you can just go to? Yeah. So I chose not to go to the school and went that route, which I think suits suited me. Mm-hmm. I think it suited my personality, but it means you missed the training mm-hmm. and you missed the contacts and the introduction into the industry. You yeah. missed that way in. Yeah. So it meant it was a, a harder route. Yeah. You know, because you were standing You're in the lines with 600 people, you know, with your raffle they ticket. Insider knowledge. <laughs> yes. And, and also private auditions, private calls, yeah. which, which you didn't get. So you were in the in the massive uh-huh. public calls, which I didn't, I enjoyed it. It was a, when I look back, it was an amazing process. You'd literally tip up at 6.30 in the morning outside the theatre and you're still 250 in the line. You're like, oh. <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, by the time that came up, there were maybe five six hundred people in the queue and you went and got a raffle ticket told what time you were to come back for your 16 bars wow oh you would get 16 bars to show your goods (laughs) (laughs) but thankfully then the kind of whole circus thing came around which meant you got more opportunities because gymnasts had were in demand yeah yeah they were in demand and in fact that was late 90s because i remember they were auditioning for the dome for the millennium dome oh wow we're having a wee trip here are we having a wee trip uh yeah and of course they wanted all the circus people they wanted circus acrobats and gymnasts that was an amazing audition process however Mm -hmm. being young and you're always on the right path you're always on the right path (laughs) however i was like no i'm a singer I got down to the final auditions. In fact, it was, it was a callback. So they were about to group people. Okay. They were about to pair and group people up for the dome. Because it, it was, it, I think, it must have been, I never actually went to see it. I think it was a, 
it looked the groups maybe looked because you couldn't have done obviously so many shows concert in a day so when I went back for that final thing in the afternoon I decided I wasn't going because I was a singer and I didn't want to be stuck and tied to a contract without a get out I think it's decisions you make when you're young you know but um, like you say you're on a path yeah so so, so, just trust your gut yeah probably just done that although you don't know was that your gut or was that your (laughs) ego going on there Miss Giffen (laughs) (laughs) Miss Teenage Giffen it's nice to have all those options though like to be multifaceted well like I can do gymnastics I can do dance I can sing yeah you know you're just like a creative talented person it's funny though it's like I always say people you know you can to not look back and regret anything we did because we made the decisions we made on who we were at the time and the truth is we do we do it again the same way because we don't obviously we didn't have then the knowledge that we have now but if I think of now I know I know (laughs) but even just like how I sit with something now it's like you become it's like you've got your own wee consultation room going on you know know, so what would I so if I think of how I make my decisions now everything's calmer everything's more laid back everything's with a flow everything with with hands off mm-hmm. no striving because you get to the point where wait a minute wait what certain amount of energy, where are you directing your energy do you have a good balance of taking action but also taking your hands off mm-hmm. and tuning in to whether you know and also how do you react to something yeah. so i think if i had that then would i have made this the the same decisions because i was a very very reactive i think we're scottish mm-hmm. we're, it's, in the, it's in the blood isn't it but um Yes, I don't know. It's but interesting. Yeah, I guess look, looking at that, you know, people be like, but it was the dome and it would have been amazing and think of all the opportunities mm-hmm. and blah, blah. But you were like, no, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a singer. Yeah. You know, so like you weren't necessarily striving for the big fame, like the big job, the big, like everybody wants that job. Do you know, no. like you were just going with like, this is how I feel right now. Yes. So and you're probably not, it's probably it's probably not that different yeah just a younger version of it and it's true because I like um, everybody if you remember back in the day so it was uh, when I was so if I was 18 when I moved so that kind of age group people it was quite rare for people to go away and move to London and if you did there were only like a certain number of schools that people did but that's where you went for it and there weren't a lot of local places really that you had access to doing things and unless you were in a certain show probably the people at home thought you were doing nothing, you know? It was, it was actually, no wait, but I'm doing this cool this stuff. massive. I'm uh, doing this. So I was doing like little kind of black box theatre stuff, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. Now, it wasn't big super, paying. Yeah. Mm. It wasn't big paying, but I wasn't in Cats and I wasn't in Miss Saigon and I wasn't in Les Mis, so, oh, you're but just... I was dancing at the oh, door. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you're not... Really yeah. But that, I'm not, I don't have that, I don't have that voice. I don't have that, my voice is, I like all the old the easy listening so like I don't have the because I also had never trained you know Mm -hmm. so I didn't have the voice quality that would have been in those and also I didn't I didn't want it it's not not what what I wanted wanted to to do no and I was doing a lot of cabaret with uh, drag artists at the time and yeah I was just having having a great time I was having a great time yeah so like it's not just one route to success what other people gauge as success in inverted commas there's just like it's by your own standards is, what, exactly what is actual success what what does that mean yeah you know and it's, what do you it's, value you uh-huh. know so how long would you say you were in london for doing i was doing in london for eight years wow yes and bit, like you say it's a big deal to move away at a young age and, and that uncertainty and just living looking back it seems it yeah. but you know what you're like at the time you're 18 you're like no i'm off yeah. But then I was, my dad always says you were 30 when you were born. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be around authority. I didn't want to be told what to do. I just, I just didn't, 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to leave. I couldn't wait to leave school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to go, and I just couldn't wait to be free and go yeah, away on my yeah, own. Uh, but you know, I, my parents were amazing. Yeah, amazing, that's nice. They were they obviously supported. They supported just, everything. But yeah. also at the same time, my dad, you know, well, pride comes before a fall. Typical Scott, you know. <laughs> uh, so grounding enough, but supportive. Aye. You know, you it's, wouldn't it's be a good... away being daft. Do you know what I mean? No. You, had a, you, you knew oh, what you no. wanted to be getting involved in. And also, there's no way I would have survived that if it wasn't for them. Because oh. they help out, you know, and yeah, help out so much. Yeah. So much. And anybody who's in the arts knows that. Because <laughs> it's... Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, bank of mum and dad <laughs> yeah and just for them to cry about things <laughs> yeah and it's funny because i remember it's funny that these are awesome memories coming up uh didn't have phones did i, I no i didn't have a phone then so i remember my mum you know certain days i'd phone my mum and you'd have to go find a phone box and you'd, you'd have your coins for phoning my mum back yeah. home and of course she's like i was watching crime watch everything's in london <laughs> mum can, can you can you not watch crime watch where are you are you somewhere safe i'm like no my mum up a back alley <laughs> I'm on the bus. She's like, oh, you're not, are you? Like, no, mum. I'm in the middle of Oxford Street. It's really busy. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> it's funny though. It's like now you see if I think of the places I've slept, the airports, the mm. you have done places... some amount of travelling. Yeah. And I... is that has that been predominantly through the Zumba? It has. Yeah. Yes. So I'd, I moved to the states when I was uh, 26. I got. Mm. I was very lucky. A visa sponsorship with a talent manager. So I was out there okay. for. On and off for three years in total. And was that just off the back of what you were doing in London? Or was that something you you were always planning to go to America? I always wanted to. So Mm -hmm. here, I think you'll be the same, you know, like when, if you've come from a theatre background, you're very big, you're very theatrical, you're very dramatic, because that is the the modality, right? That's the format. Mm -hmm. And to reach the cheap seats, you have to be, (laughs) right? To deliver a certain uh, uh, vibrancy and vitality and to put messages, everything's big and theatrical and dramatic. Mm -hmm. Or I I wanted to, I was always interested in, no, wait, 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 let me go back. Mm -hmm. So I'd watched all the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. And I absolutely loved them. So I went to cinema and by the last Lord of the Rings I remember being like almost like there was this thing I was like why I've enjoyed this movie but there's something else going on okay. and I sat with it I was like you're jealous why are you jealous so it's like you know it's like so if you're jealous of something people class jealousy is a negative emotion but no it shows you what you want to be doing mm-hmm. because if you've had that reaction to something clearly that thing you've had the reaction towards is showing you well there's something there that maybe I want to be well, doing or something's that. inspiring mm-hmm. or it's like Use it as I a want driving force. To, yes. I was like, I actually want to be involved in things that have such an impact because, you know, we all movies and musicals yeah. and TV, all of that it's uh can be numbing mm-hmm. or it can be inspiring and empowering. Very true. Right? Very true. And uh I don't know, I just want you to be part of something where you touched so many people's lives, which is why I loved theatre anyway yes. and music. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to thought I want to try the TV route, mm-hmm. but there was not a lot here. Mm-hmm. Certainly wasn't a lot. And also, I remember uh, I went to one workshop in London. Oh no, you're far too theatrical. Oh no, oh no, you would need to. No, 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 that's not for TV because oh. you're not from the unless you unless you know how to modify your. Don't be modifying <laughs> this. Don't, this. Don't be modifying all, this. All this, this, all this drama, you know. You have you have to learn yeah, how to the TV wing. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so it's something I really wanted to do. And I was actually working at the Albert Hall in London in the box office, cool. and. Somebody from there, one of their friends, had just been to the TVI Actors Studio in Los Angeles and they do eight-week summer courses. They do a 10 days and a five days and it's just this... uh, It's like an intensive course where Mm -hmm. you spend time with agents and casting directors Mm -hmm. and you get to cold read and they give you different scripts. 
And so it's interesting because remember that's also that was always my very first uh, memory of really using what I believe in. I know that's classes like the law of attraction, but just working with your energy and your focus mm-hmm. and your mindset. Because I remember the idea of going there, but it wasn't affordable. So I was like, I'm going. And I used to visualize myself there. I used to visualize. Uh, obviously, I didn't know who was going to be there, uh-huh. but so they were faceless people yes. <laughs> in your visualizations. Uh, so um, and the like pantries. So it was like, well, you have to visualize the actual place because that's current, that's obviously where it uh-huh. is. So I was doing stuff that now I teach, but I wasn't aware I was doing it. That shows you that's in you. That's not something that you've learned to do. Now you practice it like that. It's just in you. Yeah, but I wonder if you then become come to teaching it because you've had all of your evidence yeah. of it. So therefore, mm. it becomes your truth. Natural. Yes. Just natural. So just the way things all came about, different work opportunities came up, uh, and I ended up being able to go. So Amazing. I did that for five days, and it was interesting because the feedback was, "We love what you do, but you can't work here." Because you don't have a visa. So you've obviously right. got to have a sponsorship. Got you. So agents wouldn't touch you and cast directors couldn't because mm. you didn't have the facility mm. to work. So I remember before that I'd been gigging. I'd been doing lots of different um, casino gigs in London. Right. Singing. Uh-huh. And there was a contact. I don't even know how I got to her. Just the way the world works. But through <laughs> the this... The universe was like... Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because she, she was based in LA, but she was originally Scottish. Wow. Dorothy Findlater, her name was. Wow. Good old Dottie. And she... <laughs> So she, I ended up getting a contact from her in some way, some email to do with some casino thing I hadn't been paid for. So I remember I had this contact. Oh, the non-payments. And, yes, the non-payments. <laughs> so it wasn't the best of interactions yeah. because it was, a, it was about payment. So I emailed her. I said, listen, I'm in LA. I've stayed for three days after the course had finished because I wanted oh, to yeah. wander and see a little bit. Are you free? So I went to see her and she said, and how did you get on at your course? I said, well, listen, each person has said this, but obviously I don't have the mm. facility to get here. Any advice on what you do? She says, well, I, I do visa sponsorship. She said, I've sponsored before. I get off from Canada. She said, and obviously I like what you're doing. So a year later, it took a whole year to prepare the whole visa application process. Obviously raised the funds for it as well. And then got there now one year visa. Then I had come back, reapplied and went there for two years. So it ended up being three years in total. Yeah, so That's it was... amazing, isn't it? I know. Awesome opportunity. Meant to be again, just Definitely. like part, another chapter like, Definitely. in your story. But what was so interesting, I went there for doing TV and ended up in theatre. <laughs> <laughs> because that wasn't so big out there. Not, not that it wasn't so big out there, but uh, it wasn't. It, was, it didn't really pay. So there were fewer people, I think, doing it because I, I still loved it so much. Yeah. And because obviously, you know, you were good at it, but the accent as well helped. But also nobody, Scots weren't there. So the only person people knew at the time was Sean Connery and Ashley Jensen. But Ashley Jensen uh-huh. from... Yeah. So she was, they were the only Scots people knew. <laughs> yeah. So I remember doing a lot of readings for people when they needed to hear something in Scottish accents when they were That's looking cool, at... Right? Yeah. Okay. Made of Honour. Do you remember the film Made of yeah. Honour with... Uh, um, I love her. What's that? Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. He's, he's, he's yeah, he's in love with yeah, the yeah, maid yeah. of honor. Oh, it's the girl's name. I love her. She's amazing I know too. Who you're talking about. Anyway, so we did the read. So this they did the reading for uh-huh. the script, but they needed to hear it in Scottish accents. So they got all this kind of Scots that they knew around, totally. and so I got to be involved in lots of really cool, Brilliant. yeah, little different things. But nobody knew what to do with you because <laughs> they're like, what box uh, do you fit in? I know. So I ended up having to put on English accents, then some Irish accents. I put wow. like an Irish nun. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I know. It was crazy. It was awesome. So then did you... How do we even start this conversation? We've gone... Love it. This is, a, this, is, this, is, this is what it's all about. This is perfect. I remember gold. the reason for my waffling. Love the waffling. Keep waffling. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how so we got there. So did you then discover... Zumba. Oh, there we go. You brought us back. <laughs> this, is, this is why you're in charge. Yeah, so, I w- so I'd been there for three years. And I remember towards the end of the the time I was there. Mm-hmm. So they have... I mean, have you ever looked on Craigslist? They have this thing I've heard of Craigslist. Craigslist. So is that it's, like it's umpteen? Crazy. Yes, but worse. Right. Oh, Craigslist. It's just the most fascinating place. Go to Craigslist.com. You see the most incredible adverts for things people advertising something and also people looking for many interesting things in return (laughs) but at the time you know you'd maybe go in there for the occasional you didn't get a lot of work opportunities about from at the time but this thing came up uh, looking for people to be involved in whatever it was must know basic zumba moves and a couple of the dances zumba one air zumba so googled it obviously found out what it was realized you could be an instructor in this thing and i thought oh no that's the way it's uh it's not my background, mm-hmm. you know? It'd be like starting again because, and it's funny because I used to go to salsa size classes at gym. I used yeah, to okay. love them. Yeah. I loved them, but I wasn't a dancer, I was a gymnast, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so I remember I went to a class to see what it was. I found the Zumba class. So I'd been there for all that time and didn't discover it until my last two weeks before I left. Right, got you. So I was like, I need, I need to go find out what it truly is. Mm-hmm. So when I came back home, there were no classes because it wasn't really a thing here at no. home yet. So I found the girl who's doing the training, Naomi, who's mm-hmm. my training. So it was like this one person was like, okay, here's this person doing it. I moved back in the January. So it was very cold. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so I moved back and I lived with my parents in Falkirk. So I came back just because I had some opportunities here mm-hmm. rather than pursue again to stay over there. Yeah, I, also yeah, got, I, should I also got a little bit tired of it. I think when you're so immersed in something and what I liked the place. I just, I struggled with a... There was no normal communication. Everything was about the industry. And I struggled with that. Mm. Who's your agent? What casting director? Like, you couldn't sit down and have a Just conversation a, a with somebody chat. without it being... Yeah, uh, credentials kind of yes, thing. Yes, credentials yeah. and opportunities. And I get it. That's the industry. That's. Mm-hmm. But you're a people person. Yeah. That and I was also younger. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think whereas now, I don't mind it in the slightest. Uh-huh. Because, because you, you, you put see, it, you put you it in its place. You what, what it is. Yes. You know, just, uh-huh. So... And also the people I was with at the time, you, you pick up the whole thing of energy being contagious, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I was surrounded by a very low energy and, and uh, I'm trying to say this without classing a person as negative, mm-hmm. but, but just different ways of dealing with things that, that weren't uplifting or supportive no. or encouraging, which is me. So when you're this, quite the, you're the annoying silver lining person making, all, you know, yeah, but that zaps your energy if you're around yeah, people who it, it just was a little bit so, so you didn't have the support system on the network mm-hmm. to keep it going. And you're so it became to be that person so that's more exhausting. Yeah, very much just so. Like very much. So I think I just needed a little bit of a break from that, mm. and I also I hadn't lived at home since I was eighteen. Wow. So by that time I was there, twenty nine. Jeez, oh. Yeah. So I just I thought like, I need Dad, to be at come home. Back. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to be at home. Like Scotland was calling a little yeah. bit. Need to be at home for a little while, so I had some opportunities. So I was like, right, I'm going to try it here. So I got an agent, and you know, mm-hmm. and all of it and did it here. So that's how I ended up coming back. I worked in behind the wall in Falkirk. Yes. yes. So I went and did the Zumba training. So I did that, and what I thought was, okay, if I'm doing things here, I want something I can do in between contracts, mm-hmm. right? If we're yeah. in performer life, yeah, yeah, you have to have your in between right. thing. It's like, right, maybe I could do this in between. Yes. It was, and that's all it was going to be. It's not like so far removed from. No, the world. I felt like it ticked a lot of boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, there was this thing on the website. And it said something along the lines of, uh, 
if you are struggling with anything throughout the day, the trainer will, will work with you to see if this is a path truly for you. It was something a little bit like that and I was terrified. I really realised, I was like, oh my God, they're going to chuck me out. They're going to look at me and say, no, this really, really isn't for you. you. Because it was Latin dance. Uh That was so, was not anything, you know, I did. Yeah, it was awesome. It was so, such a good day. But I had just got the musical Sunshine on Leith. Yes, which is amazing. I've choreographed Sunshine on Leith. Have you? It was one of my favourites. And the writer... Yeah. came to see it oh. and I literally just watched him for the entire performance I just kept I was standing behind him just going is he, is he smiling yeah, yeah it looks like he's enjoying this That's yeah he was considered it with a Dundee rep he was a, he's a he's a lovely guy was, actually it, it was and so was so gen- involved so generous with his time mm-hmm. afterwards like to, so I was about to start the tour so I had my training at the end of July and uh-huh. the tour well rehearsal started I think it was like the first weekend in September I thought, no, I'm going to do this. Of course, when you're touring, you have Sundays and that's it. But it was just a a Scottish tour. It was a national tour. Ah. So I was lucky that wherever I was, I could always get back on a Sunday. So I decided to start a Sunday class. And I was like, oh, no, Sunday will never work. Oh, you're taking a chance, this new thing, you know. Oh, it's Latin music. Oh, no, deal better that. Oh, no. People just like aerobics and step, you know. But there was a need. There was a big empty space. And of course, we're not used to that music yeah. those movements yes no unless you've had a, a few and you're at the karaoke you don't really you know at oh, least <laughs> <laughs> no no way no way so uh yeah so i decided to start a sunday class so um yeah 11 years this year so Goodness. Tra- toured monday or tuesday to saturday came back did the sunday class and it started at 35 people then 40 then like 48 now the studio held 40 comfortably oh. it's all it held yeah it's a little uh studio in Grangemouth Sports Complex and of course when you think of where that is suburbs you know everybody mm. thinks the cities are the, the cities were the hardest to get into yeah. the suburbs of where it worked it was because it's a community yeah thing, because people didn't have something they didn't have anything else yeah so yeah and then it grew and grew and I remember I put an advert in the paper my first official advert for the new year for coming okay. back in the new year went into the same studio and people were coming and coming in and this woman at his door and I was like are you the last one? She's like, nope. <laughs> She's like, there's like another 70 Cute people. Oh, oh. Now, keep in mind, I was new at this. Uh-huh. And also, we're performers. You're used to air guitar. Like, you have no limits. You will do anything within reason for money. Like, you're shameless. <laughs> Which is awesome. Uh-huh. But the average person isn't. So yeah. I was having to learn how to make the average person who yeah, is like, so true. you're nuts. It's one thing to be able to dance. Or, you know, or do your thing. It's another thing to then perform. Then it's another thing to teach. Encourage and, people. And make people feel that they're in a safe environment yes. to let go. I know. To and, help and unleash that. But you know, that's that's why I love it. That's why mm. I'm still doing it. Yeah. I love it. It's that part of it. Seeing that thing that happens in people. Because if you are from a performer's background, you, you, didn't, have, you didn't have to get there. No. You're probably shoved in that direction mm. because you were this really annoying theatrical little thing that performed at all the Christmases. <laughs> so you don't, ha- you don't have to... You take it for granted quite a lot you of time. You do take it for granted. just to go and do it. But also because you're surrounded by show-offs. Because that's yeah. what we do. You're surrounded mm. by... Perform- so you, you're not surrounded by people who think that's weird. Yeah. And when you're on stage, you're trusting that audience is, ha- mm. is having... The experience that they're supposed to have yeah. so you don't have any inhibitions or limitations so, true. so i wasn't expecting any resistance i'm like you i was still learning i didn't know yeah. how to but you need to do that be doing it yes so that's the best way to learn you should yeah. actually be doing it be thrown into these situations i still feel like i learn all the time yeah i'm still thrown into situations where i'm like oh right okay you know and just meeting people's expectations or or 
people's faces sometimes you can't read them do you know what I mean like because what's going on there isn't always what's being felt like, no. are you okay they're like yeah I'm yeah. having a great time you're like oh good right okay maybe tell your face that because <laughs> they're concentrating because people yes. are concentrating yes. yeah and also so everybody true. expresses differently as well yeah, don't they absolutely and I love it. just seeing everybody in their own wee world and having been away somewhere tropical mm. and then like hello they're like oh you know they've been away <laughs> in the music and on the, vibe the atmosphere and and you're providing that escapism because you don't know yeah. what's going on in people's lives yeah, you know so know. for that 55 minutes or whatever it is that's important. and that, that's a gift it's an incredible it's and I'm, I'm not sure we enough people see it as this in whatever way you hold space for people in any way that's a privilege because people are yes. choosing to spend their time mm-hmm. and money and energy mm-hmm. away from maybe they've got a little bit somebody's watching the kids or they've had a really bad day at work mm-hmm. they're helping a loved one through an illness all the terrible things that people can have going on life the pain that they have they're choosing to spend come to your you. space and spend it with you mm-hmm. and the community that you've helped to build that you're a part of yeah. and to be a part of that in any way in that exchange I don't I don't think we honour that enough I think mm-hmm. it needs to be I think that's yeah, actually it's huge. It's powerful yeah. it's huge and that's the you love. decide to go to something and the sacrifices and the effort mm-hmm. and the energy that goes into that for yeah. you so and people are buying into you and and, and trusting you 100% to, to take them on a journey and they, they won't feel like exposed they won't feel vulnerable yeah. they'll just have a right good time yeah. you know and moving your body and to get people to trust that. in that way is, mm. is, a, is lovely yeah. because mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier on like moving your body for people can be quite a vulnerable yes. place. Yes. You know, um, not just learning choreography or, you know, absolutely in time to music, but just actually putting on your t-shirt and your joggies or whatever and moving your body in a space with other people. That can be, it doesn't matter what size you are, mm-hmm. it, that can be really exposing for people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think one of the special things about Zumba when it did come along, there are mu- many, many more things like that now, but at the time there wasn't, so mm-hmm. it was kind of the innovator I think and I think it really shifted and moved mm-hmm. uh, dance fitness it gave people a freedom and a liberation and a confidence and mm-hmm. just seeing how differently people walked and the stories and I think because it's been established for so long the stories are less now because mm-hmm. pe- most people have had their yes. stories and their successes whether it's confidence they've made life changes maybe it's been weight loss maybe it's been, you know whatever their yeah. thing is it's health based but the stories that used to but come back and still success, come in you know, in terms of it being established for so long that that's not to be underestimated because yeah. there is there are so many things that just you know fads or whatever you want to call them that could have just been something that was like you know a, yeah. you know a success for one or two years yeah but if people like something they'll, they'll be loyal they'll come yeah. back and, and give you their time i think it's transformational be. though isn't it it's like what you're delivering it's a transformational experience and and i think that's what that's what we buy into what changes us uh positively in some way what gives us uh, a moment of either a return to something whether it's a return to yourself mm-hmm. through movement and music and liberation or if it's a return to a little vulnerability or a soft yeah. place and music and movement I think are the, the two most powerful yeah. vessels to, totally to, to, to change people somewhere else obviously then that just went from strength to strength to strength to then now you're like it that's be- where I got the Donna Giffen international superstar because <laughs> 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 no. it just seems like you're just yeah so it, it grew so those original classes so I was teaching for six months and then they, they were looking for for at the time so I think came out from the company we're looking for educators so education specialists to teach trainings and the truth I didn't really know quite what it was mm. but I don't know if you remember Tanya Beardsley mm-hmm. so there was this one girl that came on all the DVDs she, and I was like there's some you're for not like she mm. just she just got me yeah and she hooked a 
I think the majority of the early people that came to Zumba, she hooked them. Yeah. She was Zumba for so many people. And once I actually got to know her, I knew why, you know, but she, so she just had this humility, this vulnerability, a raw edge that said, this is me. I own my space. I have authority, but I do it with humility and grace. And okay, I'm here, but I'm exposing myself, put myself mm-hmm. in this place so you can have the experience. Everything yeah, she did was for the... people as well that you don't look like you're superhuman. You yes. know, you're up there and I'm perfect yep. and, you know, nothing gets to me. Yep. And you're, you know, I think you need to give people yep. a lot of yourself for sure your vulnerability and say and, that you know I'm, yeah. I'm having a bad day yep. let's have a bad day together but I think that's yeah. why she wasn't threatening because yes. in my opinion there will never ever be another mover another instructor coach n- never like her for me she, she's, she's the ultimate the, yeah. she valued herself enough to do what she did well mm-hmm. but she never ever thought herself above anybody else mm. so I remember just picking up on all this energy I was like there's something about you and if what you're doing is what this thing is mm-hmm. that I've been sent an email for, <laughs> yes, I, 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 didn't, it, yeah, I, I didn't really know. And I was uh-huh. like, but of course I was in theatre. Nothing was making me leave theatre for anything. For <laughs> But I thought, I don't know, I'm really loving this. And what I wanted to do, I felt I'd become very non-physical mm-hmm. in what I was doing. And I really, I think having so much of that when I was younger, I was really missing physical theatre in some way. And I wanted to be using my body. I needed to sweat. And also your athleticism. Yeah. Like I felt like that needed an expression in some way. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at this, I was like, well, maybe this ticks enough boxes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I went to the auditions mm-hmm. and interviews. I'd been uh-huh. teaching for six months and was had only gone to my own class. I hadn't been to any other classes uh-huh. because there, there weren't any. It was yeah. the first one. So when we got called for these auditions and interviews in Germany, four days in front of like the head people at the office and Beto, it was terrible but awesome you know you were like oh I'm dying I'm dying I had to hold on to the toilet roll holder to get up from the loo oh my I was in agony that, I like four days yeah. of 8 a.m till 8 p.m constant classes and mo- like it was amazing it's amazing but yes yeah, so I, I, I was looking forward to the physical aspect but mm. also I think the idea of educating felt good so the only thing I'd done I'd been a gymnastics coach when I was a when I was uh, 14 you could do your assistant club coach okay. thing and I went through that process yeah. and I liked the idea of that of providing that space I didn't yeah. quite know what it meant so it's funny how I didn't choose it I didn't look for it I didn't go for it it was something Just, that literally yeah. naturally completely mm. came up and it was absolutely the right thing for me to go to the like time like you were saying earlier on I think it was before we were recording mm-hmm. but there's just like something that's always there just like maybe tap me in the shoulder and you maybe don't realise yeah. it's there sometimes you don't you know yeah. the tap on the shoulder mm-hmm. but then there just comes a point where it just the universe presents you with this nothing else would have taken me away from the the industry I no. wanted to be in or was yes. in even yeah. though you were still in that you're always kind of pursuing and pursuing and pursuing mm-hmm. you, you never get to be fully quite present in that well mm-hmm. I, I, maybe because I was like younger but making a finish line almost yes you know, next, next thing and next thing and yes uh-huh. uh, so a year later I started teaching the trainings mm-hmm. a year after I did my uh, my initial training I started teaching the classes so that's when all the instructors started coming up and, and it's funny that's obviously like you connect with all the people that we obviously yeah. know mutually as well that was just this incredible community, community started yeah. we've got we've got a phenomenal community mm. in Scotland for Zumba yeah. specifically it's really amazing and I think because we started as a hub and even though it spread out those people stayed connected yeah. and because mm-hmm. we are quite small mm. so anywhere else you travel there are communities within countries yes. but our country is a community 
maybe a little Glasgow community, an Edinburgh community, but and Aberdeen. But um, our country is the community. You, you, yeah. you don't, you don't have that anywhere else no, because everything's quite that's spread so out. True, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. So you've been like all over the world. Travelled a lot with it, which has been really, really good, mm. really good. Uh, when I first started, I was given territory. So we were given territories. So because oh, Scotland okay. was quite quiet and sm- mm-hmm. small initially to start, well, the UK was as a whole. I was given UK, Ireland, and Finland randomly. Oh. And I did a couple in Amsterdam. and So I was travelling back and forth constantly to Finland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yes. But then, of course, thankfully, once I got a little bit quiet in the UK, it meant it freed you up. You could actually say yes and travel to some different places. You were in demand. Yeah. Mm. But also, just that there were opportunities you were having to say no to um, because you were based here. But I actually then gave up my Sunday... I fa- kept that Sunday class for five years, but I just wasn't able to manage my whole life. It, it, it was just too much. Too because much. the trainings were the weekends... Mm-hmm you were inconsistent it's not fair to the class it's not fair to covering instructors yeah. you were saying no so therefore I wasn't fully fulfilled mm-hmm. it was like balancing everything I was like yeah. right what, what's going what's what to visualise <laughs> what's going to have to go in order to for you to breathe yeah correct the balance <laughs> correct the balance yes. a bit <laughs> for you to, to reconnect and everything I was also going through some personal stuff I was going through divorce and mm. so it's like for you to manage a lot everything and because you're so aware of what it means to people You'd yep. be taking all the weight of that on, I think, you know. When you start to show up so as not class. your best self. Yeah. Now, okay, you can do it a couple of times because the yeah. truth is you you it's a feeder system. Mm-hmm. Everybody feeds into the class and everybody feels better. Yes. Every instructor will say that. And you can escape that. in that hour or whatever yeah. and maybe let things go. But really, you're still carrying a big backpack full of stuff that's yeah. going on in your life. And also you had... Um, uh, there was a, it was a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. for holding space for people. So when I didn't have empty space to top up, I was literally giving from dregs yes. and that was not fair. It felt wrong and it felt mm. uh, and, dirty. And the thing is, nobody would have noticed and nobody would have mm. felt like you were doing them a disservice or you know, getting half, half the, the energy because half of your energy, Donna, is still <laughs> insanely yeah. There's There's you know, physical energy that wasn't there, but then there's being emotionally present. Mm-hmm. But I think probably you're doing yourself a disservice. I'm, I'm pretty sure, just knowing what you like, yeah. you're probably still... But for yeah, you, Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure people were still just being blown away and just enjoying yeah. the, the classes just as much as ever. Yeah. But for you, it needs... Because you care. Yeah. You care that you're giving mm-hmm. your all and that people are yeah. getting the best experience. Mm-hmm. And that you're invested in it too, that you're getting a great That's experience. That's true. But also, like, when you resent something, mm-hmm. then you need you need to look yeah, at it. True. So I never resented the classes, never, but no. I resented... The, yeah, there, there was a... Preparing new warm-ups, preparing new choreographies. I felt like I'd been rehashing for so long, so that, but I wasn't inspired because I didn't have time, therefore, to go to anything, to get your own inspiration, to be yeah. in the receiving end yeah. of anything, to be a participant, to be a, a student. Because mm. if you're always the facilitator yeah. and you're never on the receiving end of other people's knowledge and wisdom and expertise and energy... and Because yeah. you're just so busy. But it's, it's interesting mm. how quickly you get out of the habit. So therefore, you're missed. It doesn't go. It doesn't go into the. I must remember this for me pit. <laughs> it goes straight into how do I teach other this people? to other people? Yes. So I th- you know, it's like so, a, so then you come, you come to do it. You're like, oh, I missed a bit. <laughs> I forgot to fill that Why pot. Did you miss a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're still zumbing around the world. A lot less. A yes. lot, lot less. So the beginning of last year. Uh, and it's funny because you always when something quietens and something normalises there's that initial oh wait it's quiet you're like wait 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 
That's good because you wanted it to be quieter. See, that's the right attitude. <laughs> Why, how did I do that? How did I not do the freak out? Yeah, because I think it's like you have, but you have your automatic reaction, don't you? Which which is just conditioned. It's mm. it's built in this this slight panic that might arise. But I think also by then I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of different things, so a lot of reiki work, different energy work, doing my yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and what I also felt was there's all this incredible and also that stuff that got me through mm-hmm. a time. Thought there's incredible information out there. And I remember I had posted something um, for New Year and it was something about a gratitude jar. And it was about something to do this year. You know, write down something every day that you're grateful for, Mm -hmm. things that happen, put them in a jar. And as a family uh, ritual on New Year's Eve, sit together, open your jars and say, oh my gosh, look at everything that happened this year. I forgot about that. Because it's such a habit at the end of a year, we say, well, I hope next year's better. And it's like we dismiss and diminish everything Mm. that happened and what lessons we could have had from something. But if we actually catalogue it and look at it, we've probably had better years than we should. On the next year to be this like amazing year, and yeah, you're right. You're not taking stock of what. And I guess I mean to a point, we're good at documenting things on social media, but that's mm-hmm. like a highlight show that's the big stuff mm-hmm. you're photographing or whatever absolutely you're not necessarily every day every, every day the yep they talk about like the um, effect of things that happen yeah like extraordinary and f- what about what about the ordinary every yes. everyday things ah. where we recognize mm-hmm. that we've maybe changed a habit that we didn't know we changed mm-hmm. and i think what i needed i'd find a quote or something that came up online i got the exact wording that i needed at the time for to maybe get me through a little something if i can oh and i would share it never share it yeah and pete the response that would come back was oh i needed that today oh that's amazing that's amazing mm-hmm. i was like there's a real need yeah because i mean movement is very powerful and you know you're get you're you're getting that in your mm-hmm. life you know you're you're moving and moving with other people yes. and, and music you were getting that but words are very important you know, and really what important. we're telling ourselves yep. is really important. And the also, you if you have a conditioned self-talk, an environment that maybe isn't particularly uplifting, and if that's your daily, your clash becomes a relief from the daily. As a, whereas actually there's all these incredible tools mm-hmm. that we could be sharing that allow that... It's not the same, but it's a different version of it. But mm-hmm. whatever that we feel, the, the uplift, the boost, the energy the little bit of self-love, the appreciation for our bodies, whatever that thing is that you experience in any music or even if it's a movie or watching a musical, those escapisms, if we can have different tools that we can put into our daily ritual and our daily life, then we get to have healthier mindsets. So therefore, going to things becomes a choice to enhance, not out of an absolute desperation. It doesn't mean that some days it won't still be that. But I just thought people are in need. Humans are, we're all in need of each other. Mm And we're in need of a revolution. Setting up as a friend, we see things and say things about the people that we're with and our friends that we 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 don't yeah. do for ourselves. Mm. So it's all you know. Maybe we have good relationships and good connections, and good interactions and good social. But what what's our relationship with ourselves? Mm. Thought we have, and that's I feel like it's the key. And I think if you're a people person like yourself and you're used to giving 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 to others and you're getting back obviously yeah of course but that can be quite you know mm-hmm. you know, can zap your energy as well like sometimes you just need to check in yeah and know. also you have to think what's coming out of my mouth is it mine we we talk on autopilot a little bit as well and we're so influenced by all these external things yeah. that we think wait what's what's my truth mm-hmm. what do i truly feel and i think unless we spend enough time connecting with that and a little bit of alone time and also saying how are you 
the same way as we would say, how are you doing? I haven't seen you. And, which we did when we came in this yeah. morning. Like, we'll do the same to you at yeah. the end of the day. Why not do that with ourselves? Because we, because we really don't. And we're missing it. We're getting better. I think yeah. we're getting better. But I think something, uh, the, 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 there's a movement in some way. And then it becomes such a big movement that so many people involved with it, it becomes annoying. Like, oh, everyone's into that. So, so th- th- there's a little bit of resistance against it. Which I hope it, I hope it doesn't go that no. way. But some, sometimes you see people's no, reactions to things, you know, you think, oh, let, yeah. let's keep this, keep this pure. Let's keep it yes. true and authentic and yes. truly for uplift and not mm-hmm. become too preachy. What do you choose to put out for the day? So when I was going through the worst of my times, when whatever it was that would come up online and it's like things that I would put out, they were my affirmation for the day. Mm-hmm. So because of my nature, I know myself well enough to know that if I put something out there, I'm going to be a hypocrite and not live up to it for the day. Okay. So if I wasn't living up to it, I'd be like, you put that out there this morning. <laughs> but And I didn't put it out because it was so far removed from who, who I was. It truly was what I yeah, believed yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it was you like, I gave yourself accountability. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Accountability and something to aspire to for the day and something to tap into. And I th- there's a lot yes, of power that, in that. that means it's not ingenuous. Like, you meant it. It just, you just maybe weren't quite there yet. Yes. Because yep. of what you were having to deal with. But I think that's what, there are some things mm. you have to just, what do I truly want to do and feel and be? Let me, let me, let me speak it. Let me say it. And, when that becomes your new habit and your new thought patterns mm. your new self-talk and how you engage and connect with the world that's you feel better you walk differently and you engage with other yeah. people very differently and so that's how all the other stuff started like yeah. all the, the, the kind of non-Zumba stuff totally so with your rebel soul mm-hmm. wear as well like I see there's you know kind of mantras and yes. that's that's phenomenal that's brilliant yeah. and it, it you know if you're wearing it on your body and then putting it in a message into the world I think Yes, and I think like I wrote one on. I think yes. this is uh, love yourself for you're beautiful just as you are, and it's actually because ah, the only one I could find for it. So, but it's like you, when you are, if you're wearing it, you kind of have to, right? Yeah. You have, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to. <laughs> it's like a gym buddy for the day. Yeah, yeah. And I found that like um, you know, when you're not necessarily in a good place, and you 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 can witness yourself spewing your poison <laughs> to every interaction, every person around you. And I did have a couple of experiences like years ago when I was dealing with the stuff I was dealing with and I looked at it, I was like, you're, you're witnessing, you're, I'm the participant and I'm the observer. Mm. I'm witnessing everything, you're spewing, you're, there's absolutely no need for that. So that's when I started into affirmations. Right. So, cause I wasn't feeling it in the day, but I would repeat, 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 repeat in my head constantly. Um, and I would make sure they were a combination of little things that dealt with relationship with myself, um, so things like I am beautiful, I am wealthy, I am worthy. And wealth was about abundance, yeah. not necessarily financial, no. but just abundance. I am worthy, and um, so therefore, good things do come my way because we're entitled to good things. Mm-hmm. Because whatever experience you go through, if it's negative and it's if it's forced you to a very very low place, mm-hmm. you you whoosh, good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's hard because it's almost like it opens up for all the negativity and the poison and the yeah. destruction yeah. and everything to come in. Mm-hmm. And crawling back up from that is very, very hard for mm-hmm. people. So, well, your mind's going to be going anyway. So give it an actual script. Give it something to say that's positive and uplifting. Even if you don't think it and feel it at the time, mm-hmm. it's still better than what's going on. Yeah, 100%. So, and then it, it means you're else. more equipped if you have to then deal with those because it's inevitable we're not going to be floating on a cloud every no. single day there, there's no. just bad stuff yep. in the world that we need yep. to deal with yep. but I guess if you're then doing that on a daily basis yep. it becomes just a ritual a way of life yep. 
you know, then you're a bit more equipped yeah. when things do. And I also think as well, it, it can't be fa- it can be fake. So there's the whole thing about be positive, be positive. No, if you've got something difficult and hard going on, sit with it. Not I, not uh-huh. sit, sit with it, be with it yes. because there's. Can of bat it away no, all the time? Absolutely like it's happening not. whether you like it or not. Yep. So mm. to sit with it, to be with it. So it's it's that balance, isn't it? Of okay, let me sit with this. Let me process it. Let me feel into it. Um, how can I look at it mm-hmm. a little bit differently? Is there something I've learned from it? Is there some, maybe I can't grab that today? It's okay, mm-hmm. but in those moments to say you're doing enough, you're, that that's Don't give yourself that's a hard positive. Time. So even yeah. though your experience might be mm-hmm. very very difficult, what can you say to yourself and how do you treat yourself in that that can still be empowering mm-hmm. and uplifting and kind? Yes. So not about taking away whatever your dark thing is that you're feeling at the time and saying no, life is amazing because no, life might no, not feel not remotely amazing, amazing no. at all. Um, but what, you what don't have you to bash yourself. Other somebody else would find hard. You know, sometimes you know I'm a kind of person who's like, oh, well, I'm going through this, but it's not as bad as yes. So and so. Oh, that was me. Through. Yep. You know, and you're like, no, 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 because that's your truth. That's what's happening for you. Yep. And see if that's upsetting or you know negative in your life then then it is and don't bat it away don't you know poo poo it because somebody else is having to deal with something which you deem to be more serious absolutely no and it's like resilience isn't it it's like resilience is classed as a as a quality i always talk about like the theater industry and what 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 that was like being dismissed 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 rejected 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 you build up a resilience for saying it doesn't matter. This thing was not for me. I completely trust it. The thing that's right for me will come. Mm. So I always talk about it as a quality in that sense that it built up a, res- a resilience yes. there. But it's interesting because you then train yourself to, to say, that but, it's okay. but it's okay. But it's okay. But And then sometimes you go, no, no it's, it's not, not freaking okay. Yeah, uh-huh. it's that's fine in a career sense when you're in that world and that's yes. the way it is. And yeah. that's great. And you do need to build that resilience or else you're not going to cope very well in that world. <laughs> yeah, oh no, you're <laughs> so not going to cope. You're going to get many no's compared to how many yeses you're going to get. Yeah. But not in everyday life. Not with just like the day-to-day stuff. Mm. Yeah, sometimes it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's that balance, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's getting it right. See, it's okay. Mm. What is, so it's like, you kind of have to redefine resilience, I suppose, a, a little bit. Say, like, to say, do you know what? It's okay that I feel this way today, mm-hmm. but what I'm not going to do is make myself feel worse by belittling myself and saying I'm not entitled you to be feel this. Like this I yeah, yeah. Because together. it's that you would never say it to a friend. Yes. Never. So how we treat a friend must be how we treat mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's um. So for the last uh, what are we on June? So since April of last year, I'm like mm-hmm. that's it. No more relationships. No more dating. Like n- nothing. No, I decided to be single completely. Okay. For whatever length of time. Okay. No, no rules to it. No limits on yeah. it. But. The same way as you would with a relationship to actually date yourself and rediscover who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that, so I thought I was like, that's 25 years of entanglement in relationships of some okay, form. right, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, was, I was one of those serial long-termers. Right. You know, two years, two years, three years, God, two yeah, years. Not with, really with, spending no any time yeah. just on your own. And look at all the stuff that happens in mm. a year, and especially for... Uh, for women, I think in their thirties, when the women I talk to, that's significant. It's huge. It's significant. You become everything that you were dreading. <laughs> Almost, I'm going to be thirty, and you're like, thirty's awesome. So, it's like you dread these yeah. age, age things. You know, you're like, man, this is awesome. So, mm-hmm. Something just happens and it changes mm-hmm. and it transforms. So after my divorce, I was thirty-six. Okay. Yeah. So five years ago. So, and again. 
that's after that that's that's not single that's healing (laughs) healing is not single no once you've got yourself back up and ready to face the world after whatever experience Mm -hmm. it is whether it's relationships or uh, work or uh, losing somebody you know whatever to the point that you are living uh in a way where you have you're more in connection with yourself and therefore you're not still attached as much to that thing or it's not dictating all your activities So that's that's when you're single. That that that's when that Aye. process starts again, isn't it? Hundred percent. So it's like, no 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 wait wait wait. Mm-hmm. We're done for a wee bit. And the truth is, I'm an eighty percent alone time, twenty percent other people. Really? Even though even though I do people for you do for my mission because that's what I love. Uh-huh. I truly love yeah. it. But the only reason I can do it mm-hmm. is because I have enough time. alone time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also I like a lot of silence. Well, I know you, you know yourself I, very well. I, I'm I can talk. We can talk. <laughs> but. I need a lot of silence. Aye, but that's, and that's really good that you know that about mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Because um, you've yeah. taken the time to yeah. get to know yourself and yeah. what would I need? When do I thrive? And I like this idea of unpacking to say what's mine, what came from something else, what came from somebody else, and mm. also because uh, your roles in life plant an identity on you, yeah, yeah. even though you didn't choose it. No, no. So like you're saying about the Zumba, the Super mm. no, there's an identity. Yes. And I, I don't, I don't connect with that no. identity, but I get it because it's yeah, yeah. uh it's um it's part of the industry, it's part of the work. Of course. It's like yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't, zoom Madonna. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. get it. I don't. Yeah. Okay, no, it's just something I do. So I don't get mm. it, but I'm I'm glad because there it means that that identity isn't um if it's gone, mm-hmm. I don't crumble. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, no, I know because I think a lot of me is wrapped up in Dancy Lisa. Yes. Like, mo- people know me as that, and that's wonderful. You know, and I've had lots of amazing experiences, but I often, sometimes you, you think, like, is that just it? Is that just what you're going to, like, what's your legacy, if you like? That's right. What do you, what's that legacy really? leave behind? Uh-huh. And very often it's attached to, um, not a role, but like a, a mission, a project, a purpose, right? Some form of service in some mm. way. But also, could it be the fact that how you dealt with that is your legacy, as opposed to the identity of the thing? Yes. So, of course... I've had amazing experiences through performance before. I've had amazing experiences through Zumba. Amazing experiences through all the sharing of different things and information mm-hmm. and different conversations with people, the mindfulness workshops, the yoga things. Awesome. But it's like, surely the legacy is actually the, the thing that's behind those things that you therefore yeah. put your energy yes. into, isn't it? The, 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 they're just the vessels. Yeah. What what got you to, got you to those mm. points? Yeah. Here is Donna. That's, that's right. That's right. And it's mm. like you have to... Uh, sometimes figure figure that out yeah, again. It's sometimes hard to untangle. I actually feel like they're so intertwined. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes you're in a ha- you're you're just on a roll. You're on a hamster wheel. And as much as you're having fun on the hamster wheel, it's a really, really good one. <laughs> but you realize, wait, 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 wait. Am I making choices I want to make because it's truly what's right in this moment, or am I just doing it because that's what I've been doing for the last five, mm-hmm. six, seven years? Because it's quite refreshing to hear somebody like you say that because mm. I think just people have an idea of who people are on yeah. social media and, and even and being in a class or whatever. It's lovely that you're that honest and open to be like, yeah, I feel like that. Like success and being on that successful hamster wheel yeah. is not the be all and end all. No. It's great. It's lovely. And I'm really grateful mm-hmm. for it. I'm thankful for it. But that's not, yeah, that's not it. That's mm-hmm. not the story. That's not like, yeah. because it also comes with a lot of other things as well. So, for example, um, traveling to kind of different events and different places with different people. There's this thing that you are above 
people and I don't like that that makes me no, feel very very uneasy yeah actually I apologise actually because when I said super suicide on it like actually physically like <laughs> he did he kind of curled it and I apologise for that because I, I don't want to put that on you no not at because all because I, I do know that you are somebody who's very humble and just <laughs> but so, you know I think what it is as well it's like um, I want people to take their place in this world everyone has a right Two feet on the ground, shoulders back, chest up, chin up, and own your place and space in this world. And I'm lucky. I I I came from a an upbringing yes. that allowed that because I have yeah. a a wee Scotsman as a daddy that was like, I'll, I'll do what I want to do. I'm not. And then you know my mum was the same. They, they were. I didn't have to earn that, so it was very fortunate. And also, I think when you when you've been in performance and something expressive, you 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 kind of have to, or you're never going to get work. Yes. So I think I was quite lucky in that sense that. I, I feel totally entitled. Mm. <laughs> not in a princess no, no, anyway, but no, no because I why truly not? Why, believe, why, why shouldn't I? No, but I believe everybody is entitled, yes. you know? So, but then a lot of the conversations I was having with people and the things I discovered through the travels and different interactions, and I thought, no, everybody has the same amount of space, deserves the same amount of opportunity, mm. the same rights, the same, to know that every single person has something to mm. offer and it might not necessarily be in the same role. And I know people always need inspiration People always need inspiration. Something to look up to. Yes, uh, but I don't believe in hierarchy. Yeah. I don't like hierarchy no. in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't believe in VIP. That no. makes me very, very uneasy. So what I started to, to find was that if the more things I was involved with and started to see that crop up, VIP mm-hmm. attendance and hierarchy, I'm like, just doesn't no, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. sit. So if that's not sitting right with me, let me take a step back. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's flaring something up in me. That's mm-hmm. nobody else's stuff. That's something in no, me. No, yeah. So, where do I want to re- redirect Absolutely. my energy? Maybe yeah. that those because things just aren't resonating. You will no doubt have felt like in all your travels and all your adventures, you'll have learned so much from other people, and not being in classes, like just interacting. So, mm-hmm. you're like like you said, everyone's got something to offer. Mm-hmm. Every and that's that's part of the reason why I do the podcast because yeah. I think everybody's story, like you yes. said earlier yeah. on, you nailed it everybody's story can inspire and motivate and comfort others and so it's not like well you've been super successful so you can come on the podcast I mean everybody's been super successful and and whatever they deem has been success Mm -hmm. you know so if you've had only takes one person to hear just your words and make a massive impact exactly all get something to offer exactly you just need to listen a bit more that, that's right but I think as well like what, what I saw was that people um, not everybody felt they had a voice I don't know I saw a lot of shrinking mm-hmm. maybe is the right word that think you know or maybe a nervousness to, to come to people because of in a certain position or people would send little messages um, like don't treat me like some sort of guru yes like, yes me. yes so people send little messages saying it took me three months to build up the courage to send you this message just want you to know I like this thing um, I'm coming to this event. I'm like, come and say, uh-huh. come, please come and say hi. Yeah, please yeah. don't. So that for me is like, okay, no, no, I need, mm-hmm. I need to undo that. So I, d- I, d- I don't think I created it. I think no, it's the no, nature of, of it. But I think I try to be as um, honest and authentic and yeah. vulnerable and raw as like possible. You were on, it's just, yeah, just me guys, I'm not. That that's it because ev- ev- everybody, everybody's just a me. But everybody's special. Yes. It's like just being me is special. Uh, just being yeah. you is special. Totally Everybody. Unique. There's no. There's not another you. No. You're it. There is no. There's never yep. going to be another you. Yep. And if people have very unfortunately been in that environment, like I said, I was I was lucky to to 
to, to be encouraged to, to, put, to put my feet down to say no I have a right to be here uh, if people have been in an environment an upbringing or been in a circumstance that has either one not developed in the first mm-hmm. place or somebody took it from them yeah. which is very often the case something's Dream been diminished and if they don't have that thing wait how, how can I how I need to be of a bit, I need to be of different service <laughs> so obviously I can do all this stuff and it's an incredible vessel mm-hmm. for it an incredible avenue and a platform yeah. if you like mm-hmm. so while I have this platform use it for good use it for all these other things because to be of service and it's like mm-hmm. what you're saying about like you know like success um is it I think it's Errol Nightingale mm-hmm. and I think he says something like a successful man is the one who's in pursuit of a worthy ideal and that's totally personal. A worthy ideal... Mm-hmm. What well, your worthy ideal yeah, is doesn't mean it's a particular presenter mm-hmm. in Zumba Fitness. No. Because that could be for that person. That could bring them absolute joy. And it yeah. brings me absolute joy. But is there something else too? Yeah. Especially if I could also be using that to uh, really help people connect with and unleash and kind of like take away all the packaging on top yeah. of uh-huh. uh, their voice. your ideal is will change. Yes, for sure. Debates you know, all the experiences. What my ideal was 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah, we're never the same. Okay. And that's funny because I think that's actually even how we started this side road yes. was the reconnecting with yourself mm-hmm. because you change, don't you? Every you single do. experience you have so it's moulding you into somebody. Uh, it's altered mm-hmm. you, it's changed you, it's yeah. built you, it's stripped you down, it's made you relearn, it's made mm-hmm. you... Uh, and that's right, we were talking about, you know, this time, see, okay, wait, who, who am I again? Mm-hmm. Let me unpack, 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 find all this stuff and say, oh, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and being present as well, because I think we're always striving, oh, what am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing next week? What am yeah. I, oh, this is coming up. To, well, stop. And this is, again, keep saying it, this is why I do the podcast, because see, when I'm in this, uh-huh. not thinking about anything else. Yes, I know it's so good. It's brilliant. It's the best thing ever. That's yeah. why I'm doing it. And it's a total passion project. I'm all hoping that it goes somewhere. See if one person listens to it, that's amazing. And get something from it. That's amazing. But see if nobody listens to it, I love it anyway because we're having this conversation and yep. I'm not thinking about anything else. And it's, and it's, it's transformed you and it's transformed me. Yes. Constantly. When you were saying about other people messaging you and, you know, saying, oh, it took me all this courage to, to message you or to come and speak to you. If I'm being... You know, if I'm being really honest, I'm still doing that with the podcast and and, yes. and contacting people to be on the podcast because it gets to a point where I'm going to have to reach out to people maybe that I've never met before, or people that I would look at like Donna Giffen and say, "Oh, Donna's too busy to do the podcast." Or Donna, like she wouldn't, she Donna wouldn't say yes. So there's some days where I'm more brave, going back to the yeah. more brave, where I'm like, do you know what? What's the worst that can happen? They can just say, "Sorry, it's not for me." Or I don't have the time now, or I, you know, it's just thank you for asking. Like the worst they can say is no, and at least you've been, at least yeah. you've asked, you know. And it's, so it's having that bravery. But if I'm totally honest, there's been times where I'm like, no, oh, I can't ask. Why not? Why yeah. not ask? We're just all people. We're just all the same. Like, yeah. don't think somebody's more important or more VIP, like you said earlier on. Yeah. Like you've seen using that as an example, if you're drawn to a particular person and their their story or mm. their persona, something about that, and you do reach out, you've reached out because something's been planted for you, haven't yeah. you? The right people will resonate with it and come to us. So even if it's a no, say thank you so much. That's mm. not the right person for for my project. Yeah, and I think sorry. that comes from experience as well, and wisdom mm. a little bit, doesn't it? It's like you learn to. 
uh, flow with what comes and goes as opposed to constantly striving and trying to dictate how mm-hmm. things are going to go and trust because you always look very rarely do you look back on something mm-hmm. and say that happened for the worst no. most yeah. of the time you do look back and say I see because if that yes. hadn't happened like we always make resolve with something we always make peace that's with true. something that's very true uh, so I think it's it's harder to trust it at the, the time moment. especially if it feels chaotic uh-huh. if, if it's something big it's terrible it's the worst thing ever yeah uh-huh. but if it's a uh, major for somebody and especially if all your hopes and dreams have been absolutely tied into it and then it doesn't happen but trust it just wait 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 and see mm-hmm. wait and see because last year like i was supposed to go do something different uh, mm-hmm. project planned the beginning of uh, last year didn't work out and in that time because i was in the uk longer than i thought i would be i did my i got the clothing up and running i got the rebel soul wear up and yeah. running i would never have had time to do that worse i got my music recorded so i can look back on that time and go Oh my goodness, there you go. Yeah, At the time, it's terrible. However, wow, what yeah. a year. I had an amazing you year. you used that time wisely. You, you yeah. invested in yourself and recording an album. Yes, doing all the kind of different things. Maybe for two years. Because I started, it's like when something's your first love. Performance is my absolute first love. I love what I do and mm. it ticks enough boxes. But there's something about the... The transformation that happens for people in theatre, in music, in TV, in mm-hmm. film, and that, that I like being involved in that part. And also, it's like your my expression right now is only comes under one category. So if you have other things that you enjoy yeah. doing, you're only partly expressing. So you're that there's a bit of you, you're like, what's, go, what's going on? Yeah. Something's blocked. Something, mm-hmm. let, let me tune into it. And it, this thing sat tapping on my shoulder and like I think this. for a, a long time that probably was seen as oh you're quite indecisive you don't know what to be up yes. to that it couldn't be further from the truth like we need to be celebrating you know this kind of multi-hyphenate world where we don't yes. need to just be one thing no and it's interesting I, I, I must admit though looking at uh, I don't put this affirmation out there <laughs> but I do think it is a little bit harder when you have lots of things you're into sometimes I'm because just like, you can't pick an yourself, avenue just give yourself peace and just do one thing you want to just do one because I forgot what you up to now well I'm doing a podcast yeah, same. so what's next <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> but it's so true and it can be quite <laughs> Like exhausting sometimes. You're like, I wish I was just one of those people who's just like quite happy, just doing one thing. For and then you're like, but, but no, because. No. But, but have, you, think of all but the have, you, have you ever said to yourself, so it's good for people to hear. Have you ever said to yourself, oh, I'm so sick of you right now. Yes. So just, the- just just stop, just stop. But it's just an, an, an innate need to be fingers in several pies, That's spinning on hundreds of plates, yeah. living your life. Yeah. You're only here unless you believe otherwise, which you know I don't yep. respect. But you're only here once. Or in this capacity. In this form for one. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, why not? Yeah. What, why is the mm. ideal to just be doing one thing mm. and fit in a box? And that each one brings you joy. And the juggling mm. itself is an adventure. Yes. And not stressful. Correct. But, um, so, it was, no, it was like, it was just kind of sitting tapping. I was mm. like, I have to listen to this. Because if I was like, no, I'm busy. I'm really, really busy. I'm traveling. No, I'm too busy. <laughs> so, it's like, so, okay, what area? How, how can I still do what I do, which I love, because I don't want to give it up. But how can I also still incorporate this other thing? singing and I need to sing but I've been yelling for the last 11 years <laughs> and also before that I didn't have training anyway mm. so I mm. wasn't sure was it going to be an album I just knew I had to record Still. demos yeah and then I was like wait this is an album so my demos became album cool which was which was yeah, quite nice cool. it's and uh again it's all that 20s to 40s music it's music I love and it is music that my voice suits because I don't I don't have a great big belt I don't have a big range mm. I don't have a great big quality but I have a 
I like storytelling and I like delivery. And I like that reaching and touching people because that's why I liked that era because I felt that's what that music did for me. I suppose I always class myself as an actor who can blah, 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 blah. Because I was never a singer. I'm an actor who... You know, it was always that because I felt Mm. those were the people I looked up to as well. Actors who versatile and could do different things because it isn't so much of the, the delivery of something isn't the delivery of, of a song and the colour and the diversity and the roughness and the rawness and the sweetness like I like to I like to hear personality yeah, and it, you know, know that auto tune sounds where somebody just sounds pitch perfect mm-hmm. but you're not getting mm-hmm. like I, I like person. that about that era I think that mm-hmm. era really, really yeah. does that so anyway so yeah it became that and I thought okay if I'm going to do this if it didn't feel right for some reason just doing it for me I didn't want to go by the way, I'm releasing an album by my album. I just, I didn't sit right. And I was like, but I wanted, so what I wanted to do also with starting this kind of other company, the wellness thing, mm-hmm. ideally to be in a position where providing opportunities for people to be of service to others as well. So how can I provide something that allows me to do something I love doing, mm-hmm. but also be of service in some way? I thought, okay, look, I want to do a charity album because the kind of music that it is, I thought the, I was looking for, Music through therapy, or well, therapy through music, using music as therapy for things like dementia, for Alzheimer's, and people had recommended this charity playlist for life, and I thought that's it. That that's what that's, that's right. really really what I want yeah. to do because I want to do something that was kind of ongoing, yeah, like longevity to it. Yeah, and also for some reason, I wanted what I was doing to taste better for me and to sit right with me, mm-hmm. because for some reason this whole album thing it felt I was like that sits right now I can do it. Yeah. It just, it was almost like, um, and part of me was thinking, wait, 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 is it because you don't feel, is there something something hidden back here that you don't feel good enough? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to do it. You, ha- you need an excuse and a reason to do, do it. For charity. Yes. So I'm allowed to record yes. an album. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, wait, wait, sit yeah. with I yourself totally and that. see. That's because that. I was coming back into something for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. And I'm like, I don't think so. I, th- I think what all that showed for me was that no I need I need to be involved in things that are being of service, service. more that's yeah. what it brought up for me which was really really good and so yeah so that got released at the beginning of the year so Sentimental Journey it's called Brilliant. and it's funny because at the time my mum will you record Wild Mountainside go and record you know what uh-huh. our mums are like mm-hmm. I was like yeah mum it's not really my voice it's not really me she's like, oh but I love you singing it so I did it literally just for her mm-hmm. and then at the same time I thought okay let me do a Scottish because if I'm going to come back into performance in any way I need demos yes. right so that was, that was the whole thing demos in mm. mind did all my voice re-update, all, updated all my voiceovers and things and uh, so I was like let me do a Scottish just a little three track demo thing for, for that so that was all it was going to be my mum was like would you release it? Because I recorded the whole thing and that was kind of her favourite. I was like, if I do, I need to re-record it because I hadn't recorded it with that in mind. Okay. So I hadn't done any harmonies. I hadn't, had right. literally just done it for... Mm. I, I'll find a clip in it that's good enough for mixing with the demo. Fine. So that's not full commitment yes. to the thing. So I actually ended up then going back and doing that. Right. Because the Sentimental Journey one, the artwork for it, my which my friend took that wasn't going to be ready for a little while and I was like I wanted it for January (laughs) wanted it for the new year that was the time so anyway so my friend she's an incredible photographer Uh she's in Arizona and I was visiting in January right before I went to Miami for our annual meetings Mm. for the for the Zumba company and she's like we'll get you pictures here it's like okay let me hold so that's why there was a delay on that album and I was like this was like fidget and I was like no no I needed it for January so I was like wait 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 I have these three Scottish tracks. Let me release a Scottish. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, the Scottish one ended up coming out. It wasn't right. planned at all. I wasn't planning on it. Yes. But if your mum says... Because your mum says... <laughs> your mum says... And uh, 
Yeah. That's awesome. So it's funny. So I actually ended up releasing two. Amazing. At the same time. And, uh, so you're yeah, going to be good. doing some gigs? Are you gonna... I, don't, I don't think so. No. It's not, I don't, I think the idea of going back into gigging regularly, because also it's like pulling your car out of the garage after 11 years. <laughs> good luck. Right, it's like it's, you have to. It's like I'm, I, I need to maintain, and mm. because it took everything I had to do the gig. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, so I did a launch yeah, gig in did, February, yeah. mm-hmm. but literally the last week beforehand, I was like, I can't have a tight throat. I can't have a sniffle. I can't have, because you you've got yeah, to have access to, to to that yeah. instrument all the time, and that's that's not my training. Yeah. So the idea of having to constantly be up to the quality and on yes yeah. of being able to deliver regular gigs mm. I don't think it's what I truly I, I still I want to use it yeah. I just don't know if I want to be necessarily gigging with it but I would like to use it in other ways maybe yes. it's for charity events yeah I have to just open it or mm-hmm. you generalises yep. you're like yeah this, this sits right with me yep. I, I would do it for that or other facilities mm. who are or fundraisers where they're helping people with uh, dementia or there's something to do with maybe a particular age group or particular setup that that would tie in with yeah. and it would fit with use me I'm here you're giving and you're being of service and you're and engaging with people in the chat yep like the Zumba like everything that you've done mm-hmm. just those interactions those stories that's part of your story absolutely and, and they're the rewarding bits they're the bits that you talk about and they're the, they're the bits the that you remember that's that feeds the soul for sure so yeah. I went to a gig last week uh, wait last week the week before it was called um on grief and misery and it was with a Canadian group and it's this little tour and his whole premise is that he talks about um, ageing this idea of not looking at elder people as so we get classes old mm. oh that's an old person no no Just an person. elder mm. Ch- change the wording yeah. an elder has wisdom they have something to teach they have something to pass down and share it's our ancestry it's our culture it's our heritage yes. To change the wording of so an old person to an elder. Now we say elderly, but elderly still has this connotation of of uh, on your way out. Yes. It's truth, and mm. or or weak, unable. Yeah. Whereas elder, elder is like, powerful. Yeah, that's so true. And I think th- there has to be more honouring. There has to be more. Uh, appreciation mm. and more value and also to, to really see the value in connecting with somebody of all these different age groups you know it's like that whole thing they say have friends that are of different age groups different backgrounds different skin colour different upbringing yeah. because that's how we're going to be rich and it's how we learn and how we grow but we've so so much to learn and also start start now yeah. because there's going to be nobody left soon that, that, that have got so true these Absolutely. times and the true the, the true uh, the reliving of it to pass mm-hmm. down not just some all my mum said and it's funny because I'm good because I'm lucky I've got friends of kind of all ages yeah. and because uh, I love social dance so, so there's a huge uh, Latin community there yes. and again within that why wouldn't you have this variety of race religion gender sexuality lifestyles like all this to completely and utterly enrich who you are because like you say they are part of your mm-hmm. stories because everything that we are talking about today that all came from engaging with yeah. all these different people throughout the years you're just and looking back at people that look exactly like you it sounds exactly like you have came from the same yeah how boring how yeah. boring is that no. you know and the good thing there's there's more people advocating for yes lots of different things Very in different true. places now yeah, you know and, I, and we just need to keep saying that yeah <laughs> eventually it will spread 
and people yeah. will get that it actually yeah. is important. Yeah. And, and I think as well, it's like you have to, uh, when we preach something, it's something I learned quite early on. What I tested, I tested initially maybe hmm, four, five, you know, five years ago, before I started things like the Soul Barn and the Soul Works and all these, this kind of other venture that I have, I wanted to test, so what do people need? So I would put posts out mm-hmm. and I would say almost the same thing, but with slightly different wording. So people mm-hmm. liked the word belief, but they didn't like the word faith. Ah. And you're essentially saying the same thing. So it's like, oh, let me give it see to see what, what do they want. Okay, they actually want uplifting. They want empowered. They want space ownership. Forgiveness. It's a harder one mm-hmm. to go to, you know, but it's like mm-hmm. you can see what it is that people want. So therefore, how can we deliver that in order to, with the right kind of messaging and wording that allows people to tap into it so therefore they apply it and, and it becomes something accessible for them. Because I'm, I'm a serial reader, listener, workshop attendee, because I want all the spiritual stuff. I want psychological, spiritual stuff, all of it. And I'm an eye roller. So if something is, a, I'm like, oh, like, you watch yourself right now. But just because if, if, some, if a wording makes me uncomfortable, I'm the first to like, oh, I don't like that wording. And if it was too fluffy for somebody who was into that, mm-hmm. If that was too fluffy for me, what, is, what does the wording need to uh, be? Yes, people, for people that might not need, be into right? that, uh-huh. you know, That's or true. that could benefit from the amazing tools and skills, but it just needs to be delivered in a yeah, different just language. Like sift through all the, the nonsense yeah. first. And thankfully, there are more and more people now available. Things like Jay Shetty mm. and also uh, Prince Aya. The language is much more accessible yeah. now. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. to get people on board, to be like, this mm-hmm. isn't airy fairy, this isn't just nonsense, mm-hmm. this actually works. And I think it's because we've not been brought up with it. The West really hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's not our philosophy. It's not our tradition. It's not our culture. To um, the idea of going within, mm-hmm. or that you are connected to something bigger, you know, and also because of the, the whole Catholic Protestant divide, and you know, oh, yeah. you know, we can stay away from it, or. Yeah. You're, it's a uh, you've maybe seen yes yeah. seen evidence of it or they're oh no they're they're using footballs and shoes so all the things that people say maybe about religion or faith or philosophy mm. that I, certainly I heard when I when I was growing up that's what made me completely yeah. stay away from Just all of it, it. Yeah. and then you have to kind of like find your way back into something that is a uh, something to breathe into and maybe something to help you reduce fear help something to help give you comfort something to help give you uh, a surety or faith and you know it's yeah, like almost like a little base but within yes return that that's right to. and and we're we're not given that whereas a lot of these philosophies they will say no you have it you have it within you yeah. we have it inside of us You're like, bro- yeah <laughs> i don't think i, no. I think means is broken <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're quite a fiery culture right. i think you know uh-huh. we're quite fiery we're quite bullshit and we're you know uh yeah so i think the idea of that is um interesting for people it's one of the things I always get uh, like you're quite zen you're quite calming and I'm like mm. <laughs> it's because I'm I'm practiced at it and therefore I'm used to holding space mm-hmm. I'm used to teaching I'm used to being a facilitator in a space so I'm looking at how do I manage the energy mm-hmm. so if I'm on mode and I also if I'm it's like you try to certainly bring your energy into a space but that's 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 only the foundation of an energy I'm still a <laughs> fiery reactive yeah you know? of course but you just you manage yourself differently you know don't get it right all the time uh-huh. you know and it's like we have to, the idea of what we're supposed to be all no you're not supposed no. to be all one thing you're you're human you're supposed to have you've got so much going on yes yeah. but also you're really i think you're really supposed to really fully embrace all oh, aspects yeah. of your humanness yeah i mean when we were talking to kids about emotion like none of them are wrong mm-hmm. they're all totally valid 
it's what you do with them yes. it's what you how you manage them for yourself and for those around you you know so it's about um, tuning in and saying it's okay that I feel angry it's mm-hmm. absolutely okay yeah I'm just going to sit with that yeah I'm not going to let it yeah take me somewhere mm-hmm. negative where I, then I'm going to have to regret my actions or yeah. you know what I said or my so yeah no it's, you're right it's important to not put the pressure on yourself to be that all singer all dancing mm, donna that everybody thinks that they know yeah and I think as well you have you do have to be quite honest about that whereas I'm not going to go and put all my personal stuff online no. and on social media no. but at the same time you have to be uh, a little bit of a open book yes. to, to an extent say like so not completely spouting all your stuff out, but also to, to share enough of you so that people know you are normal and you are human, especially when um, you do have people looking at you yeah, in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, platform. Yes. Mm. I think it's important to say, this is normal. And it's interesting because the engagements that I have, which I, why I love, like our conventions and our conferences, is the, the chats in between. It's the corridor chats or the chats after the trainings or the Facebook stuff. The majority of stuff that I get is about meditation, be mindfulness, people talking about maybe um, difficult stuff that's going on in their life. Mm. So because they know that you're into yeah. different practices uh-huh. or philosophies. They feel it's like a safe space. Yes. And also people say, do you know, you shared this thing once and it's like, I, I love that. Uh-huh. I, I like the I like the rawness and the vulnerability and the sharing and the, I like the, the, the humanness of it. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by our human condition. I'm so fascinated by yeah. it. It's just interesting. It is. It's why just interesting. This. It's why you're in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the book that is Donna Giffen is a very, very, very interesting book, but it is no way... I mean, like, the chapters that you're yet to fill, I can yeah. only imagine. I don't know. I don't know. It's good because it's, um, in one way, it's when you're... You've got lots of, you know, lots of little different things that you do. Uh-huh. I, want, I want to make sure I still get to pursue them, but then... I'm in juggle mode. I'm like, mm. okay, I'm currently juggling. What ball the, can I get? Ju- what ball can I sit down? Yeah. <laughs> is your juggling... <laughs> rid of it. just going to sit there. Frantic. And are you having to jump your arm out to catch it? Or are you like, check me, I'm juggling. To be fair, yeah. anybody can juggle. You and your circus skills. <laughs> You're doing in that dome in London with like 45 balls in the air, like <laughs> spinning a couple of plates with your foot. Yeah. But. So, but I've got this... Uh, vegan recipe book that everyone's been yes. <laughs> waiting for for the last see that on your <laughs> yeah it was because I'd obviously thought of it last year and I'd put out it was going to be this year and then lots of other little things kind of happened at the beginning of this year I'm like they're going to put off put off put off <laughs> and it, it most definitely is happening but what was interesting as well and I think because of my schedule I lost the uh, I lost the connection with making the food because I don't mm. cook a lot yeah um, I'd got into this habit of cooking food because I get excited about once I'd settled and I was like oh man there's actually loads of really cool stuff you can do because yes. I think once you first make a big drastic lifestyle change like that it's like vegan means removal of so <laughs> I never I never say I'm vegan I was like I'm a herbivore I'm plant-based I'm cool. powered by plants because for me it's about living as close to the earth as possible and as naturally as possible mm-hmm. filling ourselves with as much vitality and high energy as possible so if I look at what goes into that, that's what excited me about it in the first place. Then I got experimental because I'm a, I'm not a cook. It's, it's the family joke that Donna's doing a recipe book. So I <laughs> <laughs> think it's herself a chef anyway. So, but yeah, because I got exper- excited experiment because wow, there's loads you can do. Mm. But then I went really down the cook route, which isn't what my body needs or wants. 
So then that was almost, that got almost too frantic, if you like, or too yeah. broad or too... So it's like, mm. I had to, to go through a little bit of cycle, yes, yeah, and completely yeah, rein it back in and say, wait, what's in this? Mm. What's in this? So we actually did all the pictures again with my friend Sue cool. uh, in Arizona in January. So Amazing. I made all of her stuff because she was having family over on one day and we were going somewhere else on the other day got for you. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So like, this is the only way I'm going to get to make all this food. So bless her, kitchen was in absolute state. So we made all this food. Uh, she took all the pictures. The food is... A, I was like, no, no, Sue, Sue, Sue. You actually have to stop because this looks really, really, really professional. I can't have it looking too professional. Because <laughs> us up a bit. I know. It's like, because one of it was me that's... You know, in the end it looks nice, but what we also have to do is take pictures of the kitchen. <laughs> when we got there. But what I wanted to make sure is it looks accessible for people. It doesn't mm. look fancy. Yeah. Or too unattainable, unachievable. Because when I started, I was like... I'm going to go simple, simple, simple. And the truth is, all of it is simple. I've found my way back round to it again. I'm like, now excited to do it. Good. So, which, which is, which is good. Nice. So, that's... Uh, that's very exciting. It has to be done. Because I'm, I'm actually, I'm hosting a vegan festival. Uh, v in the Park. Wow. Which is Scotland's first vegan festival. Amazing. Yeah, so that's in two weeks this weekend. Okay. And... It's good. It's been a little bit of a nudge to be like, Donna, you really have to do this Facebook. At least let people know it's it's yeah, in yeah. the works and it's yeah, close yeah, to yeah. coming because it's been on a website for the last four months that it's coming. And haven't so it was good. So just Don't having that the in the works. Enthusiasm for it. <laughs> no, it's like what's going to make me accountable? Clearly not my willpower. Dangling the carrot. <laughs> yeah. So I promise it's coming. Do you have time for me to ask a couple of yes. random questions? Yes, go for it. You're go an absolute it. star. I'm, I'm I mean, loving this. I feel like this. this has been the long... We probably shouldn't have been chatting this long. Is this like your longest this, ever? This is amazing. Right, my first question. If you could switch lives with someone <gasps> for the day, who would it be? And it can be someone from the past, if you want it to be like someone who's not... If I could switch lives with someone yeah. for so the day... So it could be in any day. time, in any space. Anybody. Who would it be? Oh, I've spent so much of my life teaching people to be happy with who they are. <laughs> do you know what I think it would be really, really cool to do is to uh, be anybody on the outside of yourself for a day, but who's <gasps> in your life and sees you. Oh, that's a brilliant answer. Like, that would be good. Because, so rather than being in somebody else's life, I'd, I would like to say, so for example, you, uh-huh. be you right now, or be any of, the, any of the people who are in our lives and see... Because we never know truly how we come across. We can have an idea, right? We can have an idea, yeah. but it's like, would I like me? <laughs> would I be like, oh God, here she comes. Or if, if I, I met, if I WhatsApped me, uh-huh. what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, no, no. Or be like, oh my God, you've WhatsApped. Yes, we're going well, yes. Like I would love to just be that somebody on the outside of me in my life just to see, would I want to be my friend? <laughs> But from, but from my own value system, yeah, not yeah, theirs, yeah. No, no, from yeah. mine, on the outside looking mm. at me, that was probably a far too complex oh, answer. I love it. That's a, that's a perfect answer. <laughs> I know they're not all that hard to right, say, but you were the one who were like, I can't answer that. And then two minutes, like, you're the most profound answer ever. <laughs> Favourite smell? Favourite smell is, oh God, it's a cheesy one. I'm sure everybody what says this. a cheesy one. Is the rain on the pavement, the end of a hot day, and fresh cut grass. Like the woods... No, wait, I'm going to give you like 500 different do smells it, now. Do it. <laughs> wait, no, I'm going to choose. Where do I want to be? No, the woods. Right. The woods, the smell of the pine and then the bark on the floor. <sighs> That's home. Yes. And then it will rain and then I'll smell the rain afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> This is why Donna juggles constantly. She can't make a decision. <laughs> so no, give that to me. Oh, actually, give that one too. Oh, that's my lesson from this, I tell you. Uh, where is your happy place? The woods. 
the lovely smells. Nature, the woods. And that could be any woods anywhere for just being in a forest, but there's something about a Scottish forest mm-hmm. that is just incredible. Mm. Incredible. Uh, it feels like, because I, I do believe in kind of reincarnation karma and stuff, and it feels like mm-hmm. I've been here for multiple lifetimes. And it's like it's all built up and been there. But Sedona calls me. Sedona is the most beautiful place I've ever been okay. in terms of an actual place yeah, it's yeah. incredible the energy the the visuals mm. the awe of the mountains the, the rivers you have no access to your thoughts so they're they're uh, vortexes so like you know right. where the ley lines of the universe cross and the, the energy vortexes so they're they're just oh, they're incredible mm. yeah everything you're thinking about goes but I think being by the waters like that isn't it being mm-hmm. in the forest it's like something you tune into just a different vibe I know mm-hmm. you Spend a lot of time outdoors, but yeah, I'm guilty of not mm-hmm. being outside. Barefoot, yeah. back against a tree, breathing. And it's time slows. Yes. Your idea and your perception of time just completely 100%. changes when you're in nature. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what's a moment in your past you'd want to relive? Oh my goodness. The interesting thing about this question, certainly the first question as well, is that you actually realise how much of your philosophy that you practice of being fully present, Mm -hmm. not having regrets, being happy with who you are and making peace with everything that you've been through. It's like, it's really hard to take yourself out of where you are and put yourself behind or put yourself ahead. Mm -hmm. This is a really, really interesting, just these questions. Wow. So let me just, if it's like one of my favourite moments ever was actually in Sunshine on Leith. Yes. So we had been, so it was a tour, so we'd we'd toured and the very... Every show was brilliant. So my mum had been to, to see it like five different places, as mums do. My dad was like twice, he's like, really? Uh, but mum came with my auntie, and then she came with, you know, she's been to see it loads of times. So, like, <laughs> so when it opened in Dundee, so we toured, and we finished in Glasgow. Now, anybody who's done any touring in the UK knows you want to finish in Glasgow. Yes. The Glasgow audiences are incredible. They're just incredible. And my, my head's in tingling. This, honestly, it's such an amazing memory. So... Of course, it was the last week. It was the final show. So we started our week in Glasgow and I said to my parents, you have to come. Mm-hmm. You have to come to the last night. I'm going to get you tickets for the last night. My mum, oh, brilliant. My dad, again. Oh, <laughs> again. Great. So my dad, oh, come and watch you again. You know, and he would have loved it anyway. Yes. But, you know, dads are different. So anyway, I had his wee, his wee moan <laughs> that he had to have, come and, see, have to come and see me again. I said, you've never experienced anything like this. So the theatre, so we're always looking out. Now, the, the, the final song was... Um, um, the whole the whole thing was amazing. So when we um when we came out for the the for the final walk down and obviously all the chorus were out together and the whole cast were out and we were walking forward, the whole of the only place that ever happened, the whole place vroom, yes. up on their up on their feet. Every single so we're, we're linked arms or we'd held hands, whatever yeah. we did, but the, every single one of us in the line went. Vroom. It was just like this electric shock that went along everybody because oh, it was it was incredible. <laughs> and you know what it's like being on stage. That no, that's no, phenomenal. No. Anyway, we could barely breathe. We were singing. We were part crying out of emotion. Oh, it was just incredible to witness, amazing. and the feedback was phenomenal. So I told my parents about this. Like you must, you yes. must come and see it. So I got them tickets. They were in like row seven, row seven or eight. So they were really mm-hmm. close to the front, uh, down in the stalls. And I said to mum, I said, I'm going to oh, give you a wave and I'm going to say to you, turn around. Mm-hmm. It was the last night. Aye, it's aye. like, because I said, I want you to see what we see. Because yes. they don't see it. No. So the last night, it didn't happen. What? Right? So in the last night, at the, as we walked down for, ah, we'd walk, the whole place got up every single other uh-huh. night. The whole place. 
and they didn't this night wow. right so I have to get up so I can actually show yeah, you, you this. this this has got drama with it we should be oh, recording this, we should film this. <laughs> so anyway we're coming down and I look out and my parents are kind of sitting there and my little dad who grumbled about being there coming to have to see it again gets up on his yeah. feet and he, bless the wee guy he turns around and he went Come on, it's up it, it was just like because it's always started by one person. Yes. Right? Whereas all the other nights, it felt like one person was everybody all at the same yes. time. But everybody started to say, but just for some reason, the Saturday night just didn't. You know. Delta. I know it just didn't, <laughs> and it's boom up it got, and boom that was it. Yeah. It was just awesome to watch it. Hey. Just such a good memory. And then I remember at that moment I was like, Mom, turn around, and she turned around and she went, oh. Like it's because for them to see what we see, because no, the no. audience doesn't see no, that, they they don't get right to yeah. see any of that. So that for me is one that's of the. Magical. So that's such a long answer to a question. No, that's but lovely. I think just to because it was such a beautiful moment, that moment I would that's definitely want to go back and touch on again. And lastly, ask everybody this: What is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? I love bro. I do, I love the word brought. I'm so not the best person to ask that question because I truly don't have a lot. Although I'd been watching Outlander. Oh yeah. And I found myself like, oh, I feel, I feel like I need to go back and reconnect <laughs> with my, my Scottish words. I've, I've, it's like you spend so long being on show and being on tap yes. and therefore having to speak to an entire world of people. Of so course. therefore you have to be Scottish, but new, not mm. too Scottish. It's like you have to be kind of neutral. Yeah, you can't be the maybe I've film. lost my Scottishness. I feel like I need to <laughs> <laughs> reconnect. But no, I love, I'm like, oh, it's bra. Oh, it's bra. And this has been the bra <laughs> conversation. Donna Giffen, you're an absolute ray of light. Oh, it's been amazing. And I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for doing thank this. You. You're an I wish you all the best. Thank the you. Success. You too. I just want to keep chatting all day. I know we can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and everything that you do, you just bring absolute energy and joy oh. and light to it. And oh, that's good to know. <laughs> you do. Good to know. You do. And obviously, I've been watching you from afar for all mm. these years, just like everybody else does. And I'm glad that I was no bra but brave <laughs> enough to ask you to do the podcast because, like you say. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And also, yeah. we're just all people. We're just all the same. And, and sometimes we hold people up to something that yeah they don't see in themselves. Yeah. And, you know, just yeah. reach out and, and talk and listen. And For sure. It's very important. Yeah. But anything like this, right? When you get to hmm. exchange ideas and just chat about life and see what comes up and know Food that you're possibly giving messages to people. Because, like we're saying, every single person gets something out of this. Yes. Because I know I'm going to go away today fuzzy headed and excited by yeah. the conversation yeah. so thank you thank you <laughs> yay. yay shut up women shut up get off <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave a podcast about people and their passions join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests bye for now